Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Instead, Conley goes to work with a Clarkson screen. Conley down the lane, flipped it to Vanderbilt, goes up, blocked by Draymond, knocked it away. So get that out of here. Now, back to Steiny and Guru on 95.7 The Game. Evan is signing today. Evan Giddings and Matt Steinmetz is chair. Matt Steinmetz and Gerald the Guru Johnson's chair. He'll be back next week. Uh, do got to get this out of the way, Stein. If you don't have plans for New Year's Eve, then join our very own Bay Area radio legend, Chewy Gomez, from 1021 Jams and the great DJ Mind Motion this Saturday as they host the biggest New Year's Eve party in the South Bay at the San Jose Marriott. For tickets and more information, go to taylorrocks.com or call 408 690 5999. That's taylorrocks.com or 408 690 5999. You're, you're 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 too young to know the legend of Chewy Gomez. I believe I went to high school with this kid. Actually, Darius. I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Chewy used to come out and do. Uh, so I went to St. Mary's College High School out in Berkeley slash slash Albany, and uh, he actually would come out and and like DJ for our, um, a couple of the block parties we did. He was he's a really cool guy. Seen him around the station. Yeah, I. Chewy. I got to I I knew of him and naturally he knew of me. Of course. And uh we finally met you know, a couple years ago here. He is a he's like he's a big boy. He's the man. He's a big boy. Dude, I, Chewy, you know, like he walks down the hallways. I said, Chewy, I used to listen to you when you were on the morning show with Rennell and them on the morning zoo. And he was like, You were the update guy. Yeah. <laughs> Rick Chase, all of them. He was the update guy almost twenty something years ago. I mean he I think he was working when I first moved out here in 1990. Well, that's why I was like, hey, you know, I used to listen to you all the time. I, I loved your station. You know, what are you doing now? He's like, well, let's try to make 1021 your favorite station. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're talking about the Golden State Warriors and their big win last night against Utah. Not necessarily the game itself, but what it represents. It represents potentially a turning of the corner or being at a corner two turn for a Golden State Warriors team that's now 500, that's now won three in a row, and that now has a chance to build some momentum at home. Hopefully, they can take that on the road. But I want to get to the callers. we got a lot of people calling in, 888-957-9570. What did you see from the young guys last night over the last few games? How are you feeling about that second timeline that we were kind of questioning a little bit this year. Let's start with Matt and Milbray. He's been hanging on. Matt, what's going on? You're on with Evidence Dunny on 95.7 The Game. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to hear what, what uh, you say here about the, uh, the uh, uh, two-timeline issue here where you're saying they, they've turned a corner. I, I mean, I, I think you guys are – you're talking about the different roles of the rookies and the veterans. And ultimately, the, the rookies or the young guys are, are really only there to spell the veterans during the regular season so that they can be fresh for the playoffs. I mean, they're really not going to, like Wiseman, these guys are not going to play in the playoffs. They're going to go eight deep, Kerr plays veterans, it's going to be the top six, it's going to be Jermichael Green, it's going to be DiVincenzo, and then maybe Kaminga scratches a handful of minutes, maybe... Uh, you know, in, in the right matchup. But th- those are the guys that matter. These rookies and their roles in this moment are not to help the Dubs in the playoffs. It's to help them kind of spell 
the vets during the regular season. And in terms of turning a corner, I mean, we already knew that they were good at home. Uh, they haven't won on the road. And that's because the rookies and, and young role players traditionally don't travel well. So until they've done that, which I think is more of a function of the veterans just more and more as they get older, they've, they've run this race a million times. They just, they aren't putting, they're essentially treating the regular season or at least the first half as, a, as an extended preseason. I mean, Clay's working through some stuff, uh, you know, whether they're, they're putting out that max effort on the road because it's just not, they're meaningless games essentially until they need to be so it, the season really starts in the the march april uh months and uh, until then it's it's kind of just arbitrary whether you know you don't think their I, seed matters of course 30 points say again you don't think their seed matters i don't think their seed matters i think we just saw them roll the western conference i mean what they go through the western conference they went four one four one four oh well they were a three seed though last year yeah they won 53 games Thanks, Matt. No, yeah. appreciate it. It's, it, I mean, it, it it's, it's an interesting point that I think a lot of people probably feel like what Draymond Green said was basically, hey, just don't let us get in the dance or we're going to run the table. And I don't necessarily know if that's truly the case. I, I think a top six seed, and Zaza Pachulia said that the other day, a six seed or higher is what you're aiming for. Yeah, yeah. And and Matt was, you know, I, was, I thought he was a little harsh, to tell you the truth. Um couple things. Um, he said, you know, we already knew they could play at home. Yes, we did. Okay. I'm, we knew they could play at okay, home Matt, with, their, with with Curry and Wiggins. So clearly Matt is more like, chill out, guys. Yeah. The young guys are only playing a little now because they're taking this, they're trying to, you know, give their starters rest for the playoffs. They're not going to play in the, po- in the postseason. Okay, let's go through this. You mind if we go through this? Let's do it. Okay. Um, because and this is going to be for all the and I can't you know I'm I'm new to this side of the argument, but um, for those that say they haven't really done anything yet, you're right. But if you've if we've kind of ripped them for years because they're not doing anything, the first thing they have to do is be a positive on a winning team, like. Matt, I get that they were a good team at home before, you know, we knew they were a good team at home, but this has now been three games in a row, home or away, it doesn't matter because the young guys weren't playing well really either place, but yes, they're going to play better at home. Look, the the young players contributed in the last three games in a way they had not contributed the whole year, the whole year, and it, they're not blowing people away, but the young players have become competent. And so, as for playing in the playoffs, I'm not so sure um, that they're uh, they're going to get some time. They may, you, you may be right. They may be not part of the eight-man rotation game after game. I think there's minutes to be had. You mentioned, Matt said, Jermichael Green. I think those minutes can be taken by somebody younger. And I, I get it. He's a 10-year veteran, but... If some if Kaminga can just play with energy, I'd almost rather have Kaminga than than uh, Jermichael Green. Although Jermichael Green does play, um, you know, a little bit bigger. All that said, all that said, what I'd be celebrating today if I were a Warrior fan is that there were six guys that played in that game last night who were young, young players, and you got a home win against Utah. 
And Curry didn't play, and Wiggins didn't play, and Clay didn't play. Like, that's what everybody was hoping would happen from game one. If we're earlier this season talking about the harsh reality that is, these guys can't help you right now. Well, right now, they have helped you. They've helped you the last three games. Steve Kerr talked about it a bit after the game. Let's hear what the head coach of the Golden State Warriors had to say. It feels, it feels different, different to win this, to win this game, game based, based on the circumstances. And this was a game we wouldn't have won a few weeks ago. But I think our young guys are really growing. We're getting great performances uh, every night from guys like J.K. and Lamb and, and Ty Jerome. Dante has been fantastic. Not knocking down shots, but defending and playing with force. Jordan Poole creating so much for us. And then Draymond, you know, Draymond and Loon just holding down the defense. It's, it's fun to watch. I just think we've shown a, a lot of grit here the last, last few games, these three home games to start the homestand. Yeah, I don't, I don't think this team was gritty a month or two into the season. And sure, yes, a lot of these minutes that are being handed out at this point are due to injury. Ty Jerome, Anthony Lamb, who knows wh- if, whether they'll see the floor come postseason time. I don't think they're allowed to at this point because they're two-way deals. But it's interesting when you talk about Kaminga, Jamichael Green. Whoever. So if you have a top eight rotation, six of those spots are solidified for the Warriors. No Curry, doubt. Wiggins, Clay, Dre, Kavon, Poole. Okay, so that leaves two more spots. I would say Dante Ivincenzo is probably your, your seventh in the rotation. If you have one more spot when it comes to heavy playoff minutes, in the finals last year, it was an eight-man rotation. Both Gary Payton the second and Otto Porter Jr. played about 20 minutes in those finals against Boston. What's to say that Jonathan Kaminga, to Bob Myers' point about having one and a half of the three guys ready for postseason time. What's to say that Jonathan Kaminga, if he establishes himself as you know, a defensive stopper or an electric, athletic, you know, long wing, and those are the type of players that you need come postseason time, what's to say that he can't take that eighth spot away from, you know, let's say, Jamichael Green or, or whoever else may have been higher on the pecking order than him at the beginning of this year? Yes, that could, that could happen, especially depending on the matchup. For example, if the Golden State Warriors play the Dallas Mavericks in the postseason, Kaminga's going to play. Why is he going to play? Because he showed a little bit of success guarding Luka in the matchup earlier in the year. And to me, that was maybe a little bit of a springboard. Like, he, like even though Doncic is a great player and scored, it's like if Kaminga, he made two or three plays, and they're not even like crazy plays. Like one, he just stayed down. And then Doncic took a shot, and he he contested. Doncic missed a shot. Like, you start having little successes like that, then you can tangibly see when you have more successes like that and more. And that's what I think's going on with Kaminga. He's finally figured out how to get on the court which is playing defense. And now he's just got to start getting better and better at defense. So it ta- it makes it harder for him to come off the floor. Kaming is an interesting one, though, because I do see where his athleticism could be just what the doctor ordered, you know, in, in certain playoff series. But, you know, then it comes down to experience, too. Will his, will his, will his lack of experience, you know, get you beat a little bit? I don't know. I don't know. And I don't know what what Steve Kerr's plan is. I'm sure he doesn't have one right now for the postseason, but we'll see about Kaminga. I give Kaminga a little bit more of a chance than Wiseman of, of 
playing, though, as part of the rotation. Yeah, and I don't want to put the cart before the horse when you're talking about a, a title. Like, that's obviously the, the goal for this team is to defend their crown, to try and, you know, whatever you want to say, maximize Curry's window to win it this season. It's all about this year. Everything else beyond is kind of a question mark. And I think that they told us the front office did ownership that at the beginning of this year where, you know, we're going to give money to Poole, we're going to give money to Wiggins. Draymond, you're going to have to hang on. Clay, you're going to have to hang on. Steve Kerr has one more year left on his deal. Bob Myers may or may not be with the team after this offseason. Like, this season, if you're trying to sort of piece things together, obviously didn't start well. But right now, you're at a point where you can see light because of what the second unit, because of what the young guys have done, which is keep you afloat in a time of need. If Steph Curry misses a month or misses longer, three weeks ago we would have said, well, exactly. I mean, they're going to be eight, ten games under 500. So you're not even at the point where, you know, to our caller's point earlier, in March or April, then the season starts. Well, the season would have been over at that point. Now we're looking at March and April as, okay, well, if, if they can stay a 500 team, if they can even get a couple of games above 500, then you get a chance to capture lightning in a bottle like they did last year, which is have everyone come back at the same time, or I should say be peaking at the right time. Because that's, at the end of the day, the goal for this Warriors team is to be peaking, to be healthy come late April for the Warriors. Yeah, when Curry got hurt against Celtics? Who did he get hurt against? I forget. No, was it on the road? Indiana. Indiana. Okay, so he gets hurt at Indiana. They lose. So they went one and four after he got hurt on the road. And the last two games, they got shellacked. Right. And so now, without Curry, they're four and four, essentially. And you got five more games at home. The idea the idea that the Warriors, in theory, would be, let's say, one and four, like, you know, three games over 500 by the new year. Two or three games over by 500 by the new year without Curry, that was not on the table after the Knicks and the Nets games. One on the table. Nobody thought they, they were going to be two or three games over 500 playing without Steph and Wiggins at that point. So, you know, you start taking a few steps back and looking at things. They're in a pretty good, pretty good spot right now, I think. I think they're in, the, in about as good of a spot as you could hope for, especially after the road trip. Yeah. With, with with how fragile they looked, with how fragile they sounded, with how fragile they played. I mean, Brooklyn put up 91 points in the first half, and then you come home and you beat Memphis on Christmas. It's like, yeah, it looked like a completely different team. And again, they got to prove it on the road. They certainly do. No but it does feel like they're beginning to take those steps towards becoming a team that plays together and not a bunch of individuals that plays on a team. So we're gonna go to we're gonna go out to Vallejo. Ryan wants to talk about the Warriors. It was at the game last night, so has a couple of thoughts on what the young guys did, how they've bought in. Ryan, what's going on? You're on with Steiny and Evan here on ninety five seven the game. Hey guys, good afternoon. Um, you know, I was very fortunate to actually be able to attend the last three games. You know, oh, nice day. I have I have to admit, I was nervous. Um, you know, we were we're shorthanded in comparison to the other. Uh, starting five on the Grizzlies team, but uh, it does appear that these guys are much more motivated to to play their best and to hold down the home front, which I'm I'm very thrilled to see because I think more than anything that's 
their their main objective and their job as new players uh, in this league and on this team coming in. Um, I think as a fan, I'm looking to see them float around 500 if they can while while guys like Andrew Wiggins, Clay Thompson, Stephen Curry are coming back because we all know that once we get past um, the all-star break, you know, things are going to really start to turn up, especially in the Western Conference. It's going to be extremely competitive. I think most of these teams are going to stay healthy and and uh, and just get better. Um, I really do hope that, you know, like we've done in the past, that developing our younger players and our newer players um, around the core uh, proves to be beneficial. You know, there's Guys like Jonathan Kaminga, I really noticed a lot of things that reminded me of of Jordan Bell and his participation in in the back to back championships. But he has much more potential, and no you doubt. see it every night. And <clears throat> obviously, we really struck out with guys like Quinn Cook. Yeah, um, you know what though? Oh, yeah, we don't have to right, denigrate for, Quinn Cook. Yeah, no, thanks for calling. And no. I, you can't strike out on a guy who's the twelfth man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Nobody thought Quinn Cook. Quinn Cook. That does bother me. Like, and that's you. Well, in general, like, I go when, back and when forth people come people. down the road about yeah. the the bench guys, the the, the scrubinis, as you put it, in a nice way. In yeah, a nice way, of course. No, I. But I'm. All I'm saying is is right now that. Um, the last three games have looked like I think we all hoped it would look at the start of the season. Took a little longer to get there. Took two months. Two months it's taken to get to this point. And I think that I think again, I think it's it has the potential to set up perfectly with let the kids, the young players, get their confidence here at home, maybe win some games for you, help you win some games. We all know that once this road trip, once this road trip comes to the Warriors, a five gamer, that's really where we take another look at him. But hopefully, Curry's playing, Wiggins is playing, Clay's playing. They can bring that championship pedigree to the road, and then some young players begin to emerge, at least here and there on the road. That's how you, that's how you're going to win a couple games. And the coaching staff has showed a lot of confidence in these young kids the last couple of games, partially because of necessity. They have to, but look, also credit to them for having gotten these guys to this point, even if, like you said, Sonny, it took a little bit longer. It sounds like that's what Big O out in Stockton wants to talk about. Big O, what's going on? How you doing out there in uh, old Stockton? I forget what the area code is out there, but I apologize. Evan Giddings, uh, Matt Steinmetz, what's up, man? How you doing? All right, Eric Code 209. But yeah, I'm from Oakland, though. I grew up all my life out there. But I want to say one thing about people fail to realize that the Warriors is a championship organization. And one thing about the younger kids, yeah, we plan it right now because we have to, but Kaminga, Wiseman, Moody had one year at college. Everybody said they need to play. No, when you play on the winning organization, these kids haven't been playing. They've been, that's all they have been doing is playing. They haven't been taught how to play real championship basketball. That's why Steve and them have been sitting them on the bench so they can learn and focus in mentally. See, look, the game is just not all about playing physically. You got to understand what a V cut is and a backdoor cut is. You got to understand the movement. If you don't understand that, there's a lack of playing time in college. 
and just say, hey, you ball, you're not going to be able to play on this team. And that's why you see the young guys, they are coming along because the, the Warriors do develop their young players. They haven't had to because it's been a better organization. But right now, look at, what the young, look at what they're doing right now to young kids. They have been sitting and watching and learning how to play from the veterans, and it's going to pay off. I keep on telling everybody, to look at the league. The league got nothing but young kids. And have, who, who's going to do orders? What have they did? Who's going to finish? They haven't done anything. And most of these kids are young. They do the same thing as the Warriors youngsters. But the difference is the Warriors is a winning organization. And I'm going to tell you, at the end of the year, we're going to play off. We're going to win another championship. Yeah, maybe. That's that's the optimism people are feeling. The big O, the big optimism out of Stockton. Uh, by the way, I, th- I think I think New Orleans, uh, their, their young guys are, are doing all right. Zion Williamson scored like a career-high 43 points last night. Well, the other thing with the Warrior young guys is maybe uh, somebody's on the text lines like, let's hold on. Okay, Memphis is a good team, so that's a good win. But Charlotte and Utah are, are horrible. Sure. Yeah, and your, your young players beat their young players. You know what I mean? And, well, and also when you when it comes to Charlotte, your young players lost to their young players exactly. the first time you faced them. Exactly, and that's the that's the other thing. I mean, the Warriors lost to Charlotte in Charlotte. They lost to Utah in Utah. So they've they've shown some strides. It may all crumble in the next few games. Maybe, and there's going to be a lot of fits and starts. There's going to be good games, bad games, good games, bad games, but. This last three games is everything you wanted to see from the get-go. I mean, I, I get it sounds like you're you're talking about them walking after crawling, but but that's kind of where they were at. So, like, Xfinity Mobile text line bringing up, okay, Portland's a test. That's Yeah, I, I agree. Portland is a test. I, I hope that they can win that game. I, I think they can win that game. But we're at the point a month ago where every game was a test. Right. I mean, every game was... Even if Curry played well, if Wiggins played well, it wasn't a foregone conclusion you're going to roll in those games. So the fact that they've been able to, sure, even if it's beat up on some of the lesser teams in the league last two nights, that's what you got. You got to beat teams that you should beat in order to stack wins, in order to get out of the playing tournament, which they currently are. So, I mean, the Warriors are right now, they are in an interesting spot. Like, they're right, literally, right in the middle. They are 500, they're 18 and 18. And it looks like they're going to be getting, hopefully, Andrew Wiggins back soon. He has practiced this week, but he's doubtful. My, my next question, Steiny, where does Draymond Green fit in all of this? Because like, we're talking about the young guys, and, and we've discussed how, look, they, they've certainly been carrying their weight. But one of the things that we asked during the absence of, I think we identify as the two best players on this team in Curry and Wiggins, was... Clay Thompson and Draymond Green to be the the Warriors leaders yeah. that we had asked, that, that they've been in the past, the Hall of Famers that they're going to be. You need those guys. And for the last couple of games, sure, the, the young guys have stepped up. Kaminga's been great. Wiseman's been efficient. You know, Ty Jerome was outstanding last night against Utah. But Draymond Green quietly has also been elevating this team in ways that, based on... You know, in past years when he's like, I don't really want to get up for these games. I don't want to get right. up for Charlotte or get up for Utah. That's a good point. It does look like he is making an effort to get up for these games. See, and I, I agree with you. And and what what I think is the there's a lot of Warrior fans out there that 
are concerned with their record right now, 18 and 18. The Warriors veteran, they, they are not concerned with their record. They kind of know what it is, but but Draymond Green is smart enough to know that when they got back before that Christmas game, they're three games under. Yep. And yeah, it's it's early, but at the end of this homestand, it's going to be halfway through. Draymond Green and Steve Kerr know, knew that they were one disastrous homestand from legitimately being in trouble. Like, legitimately, like six or seven games under. And that's how bad it looked coming out of New York and Brooklyn. So now you've you've gotten back to 18 and 18. So I, I do, I, I would not, I kind of expect now maybe a little bit from the veterans of a, not a pullback, but, you know, or, or maybe even seizing on the fact, Evan, that now they can do more damage than they thought at this point. I mean, is, is an eight, let me ask you, is an eight no road, is an eight no homestand on the table? I'll answer it on the, on the other side. All right. And I want to hear from you. Is eight and no on the table? What have you seen from Draymond Green? What have you seen from the young guys? That's what we're talking about. We're taking it up until two o'clock. Evan Giddings, Matt Steinmetz, back after this on 95.7 The Game. Back to Steiny and Guru on 95.7 The Game. Steiny's here. Guru will be back next week. Evan Giddings with you. Switching up the chairs, switching up the flow. We're going to round out this weekend. Uh, I mean, you, you haven't gotten any texts from owners over the last, you know, hour and a half since we started, right? No. No, I haven't. In fact, uh, my phone is, is relatively quiet right now. It's a quiet week. It's one of the reasons I enjoy working here during the... <laughs> period of time we're in now i kind of like it here. yeah but but you are I like, well i do like the four-hour show too i guess but but you are you are the Draymond green because you're, you're playing with all you're playing with all the young guys i am and 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 one of the things i try to do is make my teammates better and I, we i do i mean what what can you say they, exactly and so uh here we are on a uh is battery backed up yet uh, we're about 20 minutes away. I, I don't think traffic starts building until afternoon. Because let me tell you something. Don't don't put me on Embarcadero. I don't don't make me go Embarcadero. That's already a concession that something hasn't gone right. Now I I feel like we can have this conversation because like I, I spent a lot of time in the Pacific Northwest, lived around the Midwest. You're from back east. People on the West Coast. Cannot drive in rain when there is any form of precipitation, liquid on the ground. People lose their. I think that's part of the re, one of one of the reasons why battery was backed up. I mean, all the way to the bridge. Like it does confuse me, confound me, and frustrate me, Steiny. Because up in Oregon, I don't know. Learn how to drive up there. Maybe like it's just a part of the sure. It's just a part of the day. Yeah, I'm, um... Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. 
Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to At Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. I'm less concerned with people who take more precautions in the rain than people that don't know how to drive. So if, if, if you're not a big driver in the rain and you slow down and you're more conservative and careful, like, that's cool. But there's a difference between pro- being cautious and driving right. 15 I, in a 30 zone. Well, as long as you're tucked into the right-hand lane, I don't mind it. The real problem is the idiots who are in the left lane and they don't move. They are the bane of my existence. I do not excessively speed. I'm a 5'10 mile over the speed limit guy. So you know what that means? I don't spend a lot of time in the left lane. I pass in the left lane. That's what the left lane is for. Passing. It doesn't say... Left lane for lingering. The left lane is for passing. Do me a favor. If you're in your car right now and you're in your left hand and you're in the left hand lane and you're not actively passing somebody, get into the right lane. Do it now. Move over. God. Could learn so much from European drivers. They have that down to a science. You can be in that lane, the passing lane. They get out of the way. There's no ego. There's no, I'm not getting out of the way for this guy. It's, you look in your rearview mirror, oh, boy, that guy's driving pretty fast. He, he wants to get by. Move over. Especially it's, it's in a, simple. Especially in a two-lane road. It's almost, the, the script has flipped completely to where people pass on the right, and then people on the left. Now, I, I, I'm not a proponent of tailgating. You know, you don't want to ride someone for however many blocks I'll just go around but it is frustrating how I'll, I'll move over to the right lane if someone's going to come up behind me and they, they're clearly trying to go fast and for the 510 there are two types of Bay Area rain drivers people who go too slow and people who go too fast and that's why we have issues that's right there's no consistency there's no balance to the road anymore there's no rules where are we at in society by the way uh, <laughs> trouble brewing trouble was brewing in Portland well, the ice and snow. Did you see some of those videos? Uh, yes, mm-hmm. well, I had a couple Emergency friends who got stuck don't there. Don't work. Yeah, they they got stuck. People going downhill, sliding, slipping, diving. I mean, okay, so and and to the four one five Xfinity Mobile text line. People do live there. Portland, one of the more populous cities in the West Coast. I like Portland. I'd, I'd put it at bigger uh, than San Francisco. What's that? More more population, larger population than than the city of San Francisco. Is that true? Believe so. <laughs> Believe so is not. Yes. If you say it with enough conviction, it makes it true. <laughs> um. So clearly, the issue is the Bay Area is bigger than Portland, but is Portland as a city bigger than San Francisco? San Francisco's got what seven fifty. Port Portland six hundred forty one thousand. It's a much larger space than San Francisco, but I think San Francisco's bigger than Portland. 
nobody, nobody, nobody talks about size in terms of geographical. It's about how many people. Oh, darn like it. New York's bigger than. San I got Francisco. caught in a guru moment. Didn't yeah. do my didn't do my research. Mm-hmm. Well, the war the Warriors have been. What was the final tally? It's like eight hundred thousand it to six hundred thousand. It doesn't, doesn't matter. Yeah, eight hundred fifteen thousand. It, it doesn't matter. Is that San Francisco? Yeah. Wow. Apparently, look at San Francisco coming up. Doesn't matter. Good little city. Good, good, nice little city. Small. <laughs> Portland smaller. As we found out. <laughs> this is what we do. We fact check here on 95.7 The Game. Emma Gettings, Matt Steinmetz. We're talking about the Golden State Warriors. Before the break, we were talking about Draymond Green's role in you know, the last three games. Honestly, I mean, it, it sounds weird to say, but this is just the second win streak they put together this season. The second time they've won three games in a row. They have a chance to win four for the first time this season on Friday when Portland comes to town. So when Draymond Green is talking about before the Christmas game, this being a fragile time for the Warriors, he's expressed not necessarily like disdain for the smaller games, but it, it's harder to get up for those games when in his Mine, he's four-time champion. I played much bigger games than that. I don't care about Charlotte. But Draymond Green over the last couple of games has had to be, you know, a, a point guard on offense, has had to be the center fielder on defense. And he also hasn't been, I mean, sure, he's picked up a, a, a tech or two, but he hasn't been the guy that you're looking at and saying, we need more from you, Draymond. And in fact, it does feel like He's elevated his game a little bit to the point where, even though he played 30 minutes last night, he was clearly one of their, if not the most efficient player on the floor. Yeah, I think I think um, I think to a man, the Warriors knew they had to get going. I always and we were talking about this yesterday. Is you know, to me in the NBA, it's tough to pinpoint a game as a, as a turning point. But when the Warriors got off their road trip and came home and they're 15 and 18 and they're looking at Memphis. I think anybody, whether you're Draymond or Clay Thompson or whether you're a fan, can look at the schedule and say, we're 15 and 18. We've got eight games at home. If we play like we did against New York and Brooklyn, we're going to go two and six on this homestand. And that that's going to put us at 17 and 24. All right, then at 17 and 24, you are in we got to get moving mode, like immediately. So I do think Draymond and Kerr and the veterans did put an emphasis on this homestand because they know that if it's a bad homestand, they're in big trouble. But if it's a good homestand, it could set up an even better January, February, March than than we thought heading into it. So that like, and you know, if you go back to Steve Kerr's comments after the Memphis game, he made a comment about you know, it, it feels like we're going to try. You know, feels like we're getting something going here. Um, let's see if we can build on it. And they were consciously trying to build on it. So um, three home games, three wins. That's all you can ask for. Yeah, it feels like this homestand is is kind of an inflection point. Not only because you want to get above 500, you want to begin to stack some wins, you want to begin to play more Golden State Warriors basketball, whatever people feel that is, but you also need to, like we're talking about a couple of weeks, okay, well, when do you decide if you if you pulled the trigger on a trade? Or when do, when do you decide, you know, people are having the conversation of, you know, is it time to think about moving on from so-and-so, from, from Wiseman, from... 
we're at a point now where these last few games have, I think, restored a lot of the confidence from the fan base in what the vision of this team is. And like you put it earlier, what the team was supposed to be from day one, which is a championship core, championship pedigree, and then the young guys are just gravy. Well, early in the year, the young guys were killing you. Now they're to the point where I do feel like when Curry and Wiggins come back, that's that's going to be the gravy for this team. And they do need to, sure, address some things. But if you're looking at roles that they had to fill from last season outside of the top six, GP2, Otto Porter Jr., the biggest ones, well, it's looking like, I mean, they're different players, but Adante DiVincenzo is looking like he could be the GP2 for this team. There's a, there's a possibility that Kaminga could be that that eighth spot that auto porter spot. They're different players, but you know what I'm saying? Like, so you are in a point now where you can test out all you have from the young guys. And if you're telling me you're, you're basically giving them tryouts for those last two, three rotation spots for a playoff team, and you're going to win games, then you got the best of both worlds. Exactly. Exactly. And that's kind of what we were hoping would happen all season long. What are the Warriors 18 and 18? We probably wanted them to be, you know, 23 and 13, something yeah. like that, and the young guys playing. Look, the, the, the young guys went from the beginning of the year um, hurting you, hurting you, not playing and not helping. They were actively hurting you, the young guys. Then they had a stretch where they're just playing. They're not really helping or hurting. But the reality of the situation is for the last three games, the young players uh, as a group have helped the Warriors win games. And to me, that's more that's so much more important than 25 points in a garbage time game. It's more it, it's it's more important than anything you can do in a loss. I really believe that. They've now played three games where their bench has helped them and their young players have contributed. It so you know they can they can they can do it. They have it in them. Now the question is how often can they do it? Well, let's go out to a city that I do, in fact, know is smaller than Portland. Let's go out to Oakland. Uh, Bill wants to talk about the Warriors. He's got a question about some of the young guys. Andre Iguodala, it sounds what? like, as well. What's going on, Bill? You're on with Evan and Steiny. How are you? How you doing? Before I start, Steiny, I want to thank you for your rant about passing on the left and getting the right lane. You could not be more accurate. You know, you know what I do? You know what I even do, Bill? And I, it's so stupid. And I've been working on my temper and my, you know, my emotions. But slowly but surely, I, I don't tailgate in the left, but I'll stay in back of them for twenty seconds, give them a chance to move over. Of course, they don't. Then when I pass, yes, I do give them the look to the side. And shake my head like, no, no. Yeah, I feel that way too. But I shame them. Shot. Yeah, I try to shame. Yeah, I try to shame them. Yeah, no, I don't. You know, no finger, no, nothing like that. Or no, no, profanity. No, no, no. <laughs> but I was calling about, uh, you know, what's the status of Iguodala? I mean, is he going to help this team at all, or just merely get released to make uh, space for one of the two-way guys to make it to the playoffs? It's a great question, Bill. I think we've been trying to figure that out. Pretty much the entirety of this season. But, hey, look, actually, actually, I think it was after the Charlotte game, Steve Kerr, with Kaminga's performance down the stretch, kind of mentioned him being in the same vein as an Andre Iguodala. I don't know about his playmaking abilities, but defensively, Andre Iguodala has always given you a, a shutdown wing. I mean, maybe Kaminga can be the new Andre Iguodala. 
I think we. I think. Uh, I mean, he's got to play a game, right? Are we sure? I would okay. before before the postseason uh, I, over under. Look, we we can go four and a half games. We can go to Craig and John on this one too. Bottom line is, if I put the number at .5 games for Iguodala this season, I think we still would all take the over. You have better odds for sure. He's got to play one game, you would think. Well, was it a week ago Steve Kerr said the Iguodala return is not imminent? Is that what he said? Yeah. It, it's getting to, it feels like he we may got just... a few months left. He's got to play, right? The, pr- the problem is, is it's not like he's going to... It's not like he's going to play the whole playoffs. You know what I mean? I mean, there's game off, game off, game off. He, he's probably only going to be able to play, even at his best, one out of every two playoff games. You'd hope. I don't know what he's doing. I, I, he's getting himself right. I'll be there when I be there. <laughs> well, it, it is kind of crazy. Andre Iguodala is 38 years old. LeBron James is turning 38 years old tomorrow. He's mad, by the way, LeBron. Did at you see? At what? He wants to win. Oh, well, that's too bad. He He's basically saying, you know, it's not my goal to play AAU basketball. I played AAU basketball. It's all about winning. Mm-hmm. He, I don't play just to play is what he said. I play to win. So he wants to win. Mm-hmm. See, I know what you're doing here. What? You don't believe that. Of course I do. What, that he wants to win? Yes. Well, yeah, I'm sure he wants to. Yeah, I'm sure he'd love to, but. You're not the moment you go to Los Angeles and in my opinion put your media company, your alcohol brand, your your empire before the team itself, then then you're trying to have both sides. Like I, I'm sure I'm I'm sure LeBron James wants to win. I mean I'm, he does. I'm sure that uh, Lamelo Ball it wants dri- to win. It, it drives him. I'm sure that Andre Godala wants to win. He hasn't been on the court this year. I mean, at least LeBron has. LeBron, how many more years do you have? By the way, a couple guys uh, were. Oh yeah. Hey, hey, John. Yeah, is uh, Udonis Haslam? Is that a is that an Andre Iguodala comparison that uh, that we might be looking at for the Warriors? I think Haslam's played this year. I also don't think Andre think played two minutes. Andre Iguodala said he didn't want to be Udonis Haslam, he, right? <laughs> you call. don't want to be Udonis Haslam. You perfected that role. I mean, you don't want to be LeBron, uh, Haslam. Goodness gracious. Udonis Haslam, by the way, has started one game this year. He's played in that's five. Right. How, many, how many total minutes? About 35. Okay. Maybe, maybe that's actually a better over-under. Instead of, you know, how many games played for Iguodala. Okay, like over-under on the season, 49 and a half minutes. <laughs> 49 and a half minutes. That's a great number. That's... Uh, I. Boy, that is a good number because that's that's probably three or four games. You would hope. And then what are the chances he gets hurt in one of those three or four games? At least 50%. Well, he, he would just say he's shutting it down because his, you know, his body doesn't react the way it used to. And he, he's got to save himself for the postseason signing. You know what, though? The other thing is, doesn't he want to go on a uh, a retirement tour? <laughs> Does he? Well, I mean, hey, if he's, a, if he's a Hall of Famer, maybe that... I bet he's going to go on the road trip. Oh, the upcoming one? Yeah. Because he, he's been going on the road. By the way, that's the other... I forgot to mention this. I just thought of it a while ago, but I mentioned it. One of the things the Warriors have going for him right now that I think is a big factor, um, because they're at home, is Curry's around. And Wiggins is around. 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, even though Curry's not playing, he's there. And we all know that when Curry's there, things tend to be a lot more calm. That's true. You know what I'm saying? Like, just the mere fact that Curry's around at practice, at the facility, that makes this, you know, to me, that might be one of the small factors of why it looks like it's changing right now. Well, either way, it, it, it appears his presence is being felt off the court, you know, getting in the ears of all the young guys, Jordan Poole, Jonathan Kaminga, Kerr, Myers, I've said as much. Uh, from the Xfinity Mobile text line chiming in, Kerr saying that Iguodala won't play after the All-Star break. We shall see. I, I would I would put the All-Star break at the earliest. Now, why wouldn't you read the whole text there and, and, and let the listener know mm-hmm. that the 5-1-0's got something Going on, the five the five one zero. Let's read. Let's read it. All caps. It's all capital letters. Kerr already told everybody Andre won't play until after the All Star break. Listen to what Kerr says, Evan. Mm hmm. He's going to be on at five o'clock today. I'll be tuned in with JD, JD and Alan. Nice. Actually, JD texted me because uh, he's very conscientious, and I do this to him. Uh, he's like, what you know. Make sure he doesn't miss anything big to talk to Kerr about. So he's like, "What, you know? What should I talk to Steve about?" Yeah, he's not going to miss anything. JD, no, never does. What's if you could ask Steve Kerr the first question today? What would it be? Well, I guess it would have to do with. It's kind of interesting, but okay, so. Where where is he at with the young guys? Because okay, so Steve Kerr is, you know, he was a little reluctant at the beginning of the year to. You really ask him that first? Well, so something Decem- along those lines. You put Decem- me on the spot, Donnie. It's December twenty eighth. Yeah. Hey, Steve. Well, thanks for joining. What'd you get for Christmas? That's what. That's your first question. Probably, yeah. What'd you get for Christmas? Yeah, you gotta loosen them up. You, 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 yeah, I can I can help you in this business, Evan. Throw, I can help you. you th- throw the lob. Exactly. You don't come out of the gates with, uh, you know, hey, what'd you get for Christmas? What does a guy like Steve Kerr get for Christmas? Seriously. An Arizona jersey? I don't know. He doesn't play a lot of golf. He doesn't seem to have a lot of hobbies. He says he loves what he's doing now. He's not at home a lot. He travels half. Like what? Frequent flyer miles outside of Southwest Airlines probably at this point. By the way, what's going on there? Uh, They have canceled... What's it? An additional twenty three hundred flights? Oh, yeah. No, it's it's uh, it, it's bad news bears around the country. Yeah, that's why I drive to a lot of my West Coast cities. I enjoy that. I enjoy drive to L A, San Diego. I like to drive to. Uh, I've driven to uh, Phoenix, Albuquerque. Well, I just uh, came back Tulsa. from San Diego. I'm glad I drove down and back. Otherwise, I probably probably wouldn't be here this week. Yeah, exactly. And our our, our guy you John drive cross country. Oh yeah, yeah. I drove. Oh, you uh, did. Well, that, that's how I. That's how I got out to the Midwest in the first place. Drove. That's not across the country. That's to the Midwest. To Minnesota. Across, that's not across the country. Across the country is from California or the West Coast to the East Coast. So you would did you not consider drive. North Carolina the East Coast? No. What? South. It, it, touches, it touches the Atlantic Ocean. It's south of the East Coast. You're not allowed to claim the East. It touches the Atlantic south. Ocean, Steiny. I don't care. It's in the South. It's south of the Mason Dixon line. 
Well, that never the twain shall meet. We don't do. They, they don't, you can't characterize us and the South with the same umbrella. So the Georgia's not in the East Coast, then, is what you're saying, Absolutely too. not. Savannah, Georgia? No. You have failed geography. Absolutely bad. not. <laughs> uh, let, me, let, me, let me guess. The next thing you're going to say is that uh, chicken is not poultry. I don't think... Th wait, what? No. Wait, that, that doesn't apply at all. No, North Carolina... If I say I don't eat meat, I can eat chicken and still not eat meat. If you told me North Carolina is in the South... I agree, although it I is. believe they were the last state to, to join the, the side of the Civil War. It doesn't matter. Neither by the way, I there. By the way I, well, go ahead. Go ahead. If you which which coast the are coast, they on? <laughs> and you could be in the Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> what was the initial question? <laughs> What's, hey, uh, the East coast. coast? No, they're on yeah. the Atlantic Coast. Which is where? The Atlantic Ocean. Which is east, right? Is Dude. What, what don't you understand? It's the East Coast, and then once the Mason-Dixon line hits, it's like the Atlantic coast of the South. Okay, but if you're in the Outer Banks, North Carolina... God, we gotta hit a break, but I really want to get into this. If you gotta hit the Outer Banks, you're on the East Coast. You're on the Atlantic. Miami Heat, they're in the Eastern Conference. That's where we're gonna stop. We're gonna come on the other side and get back to geography, along with the Golden State Warriors. Half hour away from Cam Mamon, we're gonna talk some 49ers with him, get to know a little more about the... Well, recent birthday boy, Brock Purdy. Evan Giddings and Matt Steinmetz with you. What's coming up next on the game is brought to you by Fremont Banks. Full service banking, no compromises. Where are you at with the young core? Are the Warriors at a corner right now? Have they turned a corner? 888-957-9570. It's all sponsored by the Department of Healthcare Services. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.